to resetting your journey i'm your host jasmine dash and it's time to accept the past embrace the present and change the future all right queens and we're back for another episode of resetting your journey today i have the pleasure of interviewing miss veronica dillard i'm so excited about today um this is great so before she introduces herself i'm just gonna say that she is just like such a beautiful light and like precious spirit like she just reminds me of a like a flower like that's who she is oh, wow <laughs> that's who she is like a flower in bloom like and um I'm just so thankful for today. I don't know what God is doing, but I'm thankful. Um, so without further ado, this is Miss Veronica Dillard. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a writer, and she is also a teacher. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about her. She is um, going to give us a little introduction. So, Veronica, let us know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Desmond. I am Absolutely excited to be a part of your show. Um, God is amazing, and, you know, the way that he just continues to open doors just blows my mind. Um, As you stated, I am a a wife. I'm a mother. Um, My husband and I, we have an 8-year-old son named Micaiah. He is awesome. He's an awesome young man who really loves the Lord. Um, Uh Yeah, and it's, it's awesome to see that growing in him. Um, I'm also a writer. I have a blog. Um, I am working on a book currently. Um, Actually, my book is finished, Um, just waiting on some other things to fall in line before um, I, you know, do the final steps of that. Um, I have another book that I'm getting ready to start working on. Um, I'm also a teacher, as you stated. Um, I do teach Bible studies, and then I also teach doing that Monday through Friday. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, I don't like to claim Houston. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't <laughs> like to claim Houston as my home because Houston is a big part of who I am. However, I was born in Louisiana. That's where all of my family is, and I go back there pretty often. And so I claim that I am still a true Louisianian. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. All right. Awesome. Okay, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met, um, just some background, I met Veronica a couple of years ago when I lived in Houston, so that's how we know one another. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm just thankful for this episode, and um, I'm just excited for your future, and that's so awesome that you're writing, but I'll keep going on the show. <laughs> you get caught up in catching up. All right, yes. so let's ask you, I'll ask you the first question. What is the challenge that you faced before God pressed the reset button on your journey? 
Wow. Um, so for me, it was definitely being a people pleaser. Um, mm. I would say at, at that point in my, so just a little bit about my history. I grew up Catholic, grew up Catholic. And then when I got into like my junior year of high school, my best friend at the time was involved in this organization. And I just noticed how she changed. And, you know, she started talking and you know how much they love the Lord and I'm like wait a minute you my best friend you know like you can't just be hanging out with a bunch of people all the time not hanging out with me and I don't know who these people are I need to meet these girls yeah you know? and so she invited me to something um, and it was actually a conference and it was nothing but young girls high school girls and girls in college, maybe freshman, sophomore year in college. And just to see how free they were in expressing their love for the Lord, um, wow. it intrigued me, you know, because it, it was very different from, it was very different from my experience in regards to church. And okay. so, um, you know, I wanted to know more about it. So I got involved. I got involved, and, um, you know, from that point, the Lord just really started to reveal himself to me, and um, that was when I gave my life to him, and then, you know how once you give your, once you give your life to the Lord, you know, things kind of, kind of start in pieces, you know. He starts revealing a little bit about you, who you are in pieces. He doesn't give it all to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't be able to handle it all. Um, yeah. You know, and so the more I learned about him, the more I learned about myself. And then it came to a season where it was time for pruning, you know, and pruning hurts. Uh-huh. <laughs> pruning hurts. Um, you know, so God started to show some things to me um, about myself that needed to change. And um, a lot of the things I was okay with, you know, because I really did love the Lord, and I was okay with changing. And then he showed me how much of a people pleaser I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, okay. That one right there, that's hard. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, if we want to deal with that one right now. So I kind of tucked it away. Um, and, you know, just kind of brushed over it, glossed over it, and was like, you know, hey, we'll get to that when we get to it. And um, I, so I'm a big fan of Priscilla Shire. Yeah. Um, she's, like, she's like my mentor in my head. Um, <laughs> and I was listening to a sermon from her. She was at a women's conference, and she was talking about Moses and Moses, you know, coming into who he was. And she talked about how as women, there are four different types of pharaohs that we deal with in our lives. Mm. And, girl, I don't remember all of them. I only remember one. And, of course, it was the pharaoh of people pleasing. (laughs) Like, really, Lord? Really, for real. Um, You know, and so that was when I feel like the Lord really started to till the ground of my heart in regards to that area. Um, You know, I started started to just kind of read up more on people-pleasing and the things that it causes you to do, and I realized how much of that was, you know, affecting who I was, was defining who I was, you know, and I got to a place where I didn't like it. You know, I didn't, I didn't like living my life a- according to people, letting people dictate who I was and what I did. 
So slowly but surely, I started to deal with it. And then one day, I was in my room by myself, and I was reading in um, in the Bible. And I came to Matthew 10, and I believe it's verse 37, 37 or 39. And it says, um, those who are, if you love father, if you love your father or mother more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. I was like, whoa, hold up. You know, because what the Lord what the Lord showed me prior to reading that scripture, my people pleasing stemmed from my relationship with my mother, um, mm. and and how um, I really hung on to her every word and things, even things of the Lord. You know, where the Lord was was calling me to do something, pressing on my heart to do something. If she didn't agree, if she didn't like it, I didn't do it. Wow! Because that's how much you know her acceptance meant to me you know Mm -hmm. it's like man I'm not willing for there to be any sort of strife or negative energy or anything like that between me and my mom Mm -hmm. and so when I was in my room and I read that scripture if you love your father or mother more than me you are not worthy of being mine I mean that totally shattered my world it's the same it's in the along the same in the same area where he talks about you know um Anyone who doesn't um, take up their cross and follow him, you're not worthy of being mine. And so in that yeah. moment, he revealed to me that a part of bearing my cross was, you know, allowing my relationship with my mom to, in a way, be sacrificed so that I could, you know, become closer to him. Yeah. And... um I can honestly say that in that moment, that's when God started to reset my journey. Because in that moment, you know, I started to get a glimpse of what freedom from um, people pleasing really looked like. Mm. Um, because it stemmed, it stemmed from my relationship with my mom. Now, it's been a constant journey of mine because people pleasing is something that I, I have dealt with, you know, off and on for years. Um, but in that moment, you know, God truly made me aware of just how much, you know, that affected who I was and what he was calling me to do. Um, mm. And so that that was definitely the moment when he first pushed the reset button in my life. Wow. That's powerful, yeah. you know. That's really powerful because you, I mean, um, I'll just say, like, when you grow up in a house, um, just like from other people's experiences. Well, I would say even mine too. Like when you grow up in a house and like you know your mother is somebody that you like that you respect. Um, and I had right. moments where I didn't actually, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but when when I did, you know, have respect for my mother. Like it's because of the fact that she was like my mom and she was an authority figure in my life and like. Oh, like if I like mess up, my mom is gonna be like so mad or something like that. Like, or yeah. she's gonna be like the one who's like basically going to like, like. Well, I mean, I think she'd punch me if I did something wrong, basically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so I didn't want to do anything wrong. And just thinking, like, and hearing that, like, and I just say this too because of like closer to my journey now versus when I was younger. Um, it did matter to me how like my mom um, was concerned or or um, even received the things that the Lord was doing in my life. Um, 
Like, because right. you care about their opinion. And right. that's something that, you know, people probably wouldn't think twice about, like, oh, that can't, there can't be anything wrong with that because it's my, it's my mom. But if God mm-hmm. is our heavenly father, if he is Abba, the father of mm-hmm. our lives, like, of everything, that just makes us, like, think twice. Like, you have to understand that he's, a, like, he's, oh, it's like God over everything. And right. it just, Absolutely. like, yeah, it, it seems like it placed him in a position over your life that you probably didn't um, have an opportunity to realize before that actually happened, and he revealed that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, because before before that moment, you know, when we make when we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, you know, Lord literally means ruler, and mm-hmm. up until that moment. He did not have the space to be ruler in my life because Mm. that was my mom, you know, that was my mom. And like you said, for some people, it may not be their mom. It may not be their dad. It could be a friend, you know, even with, um, with, you know, the way that things are with social media, you know, how we truly do the stuff that we do for likes and comments and things like that, you know, that can be a huge, um, you know, barrier for some people, yeah. you know, because that, that is also people-pleasing, Yeah. you know. You're doing what it takes to be able, you know, for people to like you. And, yeah. you know, for for me, like I said, God did not have the space to be ruler in my life mm. until that moment because that was my mom. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, honestly, it's like that's almost idolatry, you know what I'm saying? Anytime yeah, you put something was. before before God, that's idolatry. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants, then they're not trying to hear that. So <laughs> So let me ask you the next question. Uh, let's continue. How has that shown you the path that God has prepared for your life? So what has happened next after God has revealed, you know, him to you as, his, as your father, um, as the, the mm-hmm. Lord of your life, as the authority figure of your life? What happened next to where once you've released, you know, all right, you released your mother, and then how does your life begin to unfold from there? Yeah, so um, from there, from that moment, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so from that moment, you know, God really just kind of started to speak to me um, about my purpose, you know. And mm. it just, even looking back now, it just makes so much sense. There's no way I could be doing what I'm doing now and even the things that he's called me to do if I still battled, like really struck. Because like I said, I, I do deal with people pleasing sometimes, but nothing like what I, what I used to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way I could be doing what I'm doing now if I still struggled with people pleasing. You know, the Lord really started to show me just how much of an encourager I was and um, just how much influence I had with people. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you think about someone who has been given influence and they're a people pleaser, that can be extremely dangerous. Yeah. You know, it it can be extremely dangerous to have that to have influence and to be a people pleaser because then you start using your influence for the wrong reasons. You know, um your influence starts to become another idol because you realize, you know, that this is this is what allows people to see you how they see you. Mm-hmm. Um so after that, you know, God started to reveal, like I said, who, who I am as an encourager, 
Um, he started speaking to me, like I said, about my purpose, um, you know, things that he desires for me to do, um, things that he is calling me to do. Um, you know, I have a, like I said, I have a blog, um, blessed is she, blessed is she dot me. And um, it amazes me when I post things, like how many people read my stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. All of these people reading my stuff, reading my words. This is crazy, you know. Um, But it really makes helps me to see why God had to deliver me from people pleasing, um, because that that could be a very dangerous, a dangerous thing to have influence, you know, to have a platform where you're able to speak to people. and people-pleasing be your issue. Even with me as a teacher, you know, um, girl, some of these parents are just cuckoo. They're just mm. cuckoo, you mm. know. And um, I can't imagine still dealing with people-pleasing, you know, because I, I have about, let's see, I teach maybe 70, 70-something kids, 72 kids. Wow. So 72 different families, you know. So that's that's 72 different opinions and um, perspectives and everything else that's coming at me every single day, you wow. know. Like I would be tormented if I was trying to please all of them at the same time. Right. That would be torment, you know. And so um, it just it, – it, it really, like I said, it really amazes me how God um, – you know, delivered me from that so that I could be in the position that I'm in now. Yeah. So before you talk about what's going on right now, um, I want to, like, kind of circle back when you're talking about um, it could be a dangerous situation for somebody who um, struggles with, like, that stronghold of people-pleasing and um, mm-hmm. trying to please everybody and um and do, you know, what God has called you to do. Has there been any time that you can remember, like, any specific encounter, um, like a situation like that that you would like to share with us? Yeah. Um, so, again, just going back to um, my mom. So I told you, you know, I grew up Catholic. And um, eventually I got to a place where I felt like, you know, the Catholic Church wasn't for me anymore. I needed more. I wanted more. I wanted to be able to be free in worshiping God. You know, I want if I wanted to raise my hands or clap my hands, I didn't want to be looked at crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be free. And I wanted to join, you know, a, a non-denominational church. And really felt like God was tugging at my heart to do that because when I would go visit, you know, I mean, I would just, you know how sometimes when you're you're visiting somewhere, you're trying to figure out, you know, Lord, is this the place for me? And then you go and you visit a few Sundays and every single time it's like the pastor is talking directly to you. Mm, That's how it was for me. That's how it was for me, you know. And then as I did a little more digging about the church, um, seeing, you know, who they were in regards to the community that they served, the things that they did, you know, the ministries that they offered. Um, it, it pulled at my heartstrings because that that's what I desired to do. And yeah. so, um, you know, it got to a point where I came at a crossroads because, um, you know, being from Louisiana, Catholicism 
runs deep in the veins of Louisiana. Um, And it almost... um, like families define their define their identity in Catholicism, and so my family mm. is the type of family where, you know, if you left the Catholic Church, it was almost like you were abandoning, disowning, rejecting your family. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. So you know, I I battled with that decision for. So long because I'm like man not only am I going to have to you know hear what my mom has to say and you know hear that probably every Sunday but all of my family in Louisiana my grandma my aunts my uncles everybody I'm gonna have to hear from everybody and I just don't know if I want to deal with that mm. I don't know if it's worth dealing with that yeah. um, but I, I had to make a decision you know am, am I going to do what I need to do to make sure that I'm growing closer to the Lord or am I going to do what everybody else wants me to do? Mm-hmm. And so finally I decided to make the jump and talk, talk to my mom and tell her, hey, you know, I want to join this church. And um, it was not a very pleasant conversation. Wow. It did not go over well. The very next time I went to Louisiana, I had to deal with the same conversation from my grandma and my aunt. Um, but, you know, even with all of that going on, like God allowed me to still experience peace. You know, wow. the scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, the scripture in Isaiah where it says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Um like, the Lord really did that for me because my situation was not peaceful. Every time that I woke up and went to church on Sunday and did not go with my mom, it was it was an argument, you know. Mm. It was, I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the day. It was, you know, Veronica, why are you doing this, you know. I mean, every Sunday. But there was, I had peace, you know, I had peace. And like I said, it wasn't a peaceful situation, but the Lord definitely allowed me to experience his peace, even yeah. in the midst of that. Um, yeah. So that definitely was, was um, one of the moments where I can really remember, you know, having to choose between being a people pleaser and, you know, following the Lord. Wow. And um, I think it's the scripture. Um, like where, where the Lord is, um, where there's peace, that's, you know that's where the Lord is. And mm-hmm. so that probably was like confirmation to you, to say the least. Um, do you, did you receive that as confirmation? Like this is the right thing for me to do? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, awesome. Um, being able to experience his peace like that, such a crazy situation every weekend, you know, I knew that God was giving me a pat on the back, like, hey, this is this is what you're supposed to be doing, you know, keep mm. focusing, keep going. Um, everything is going to work out. And I just kind of had to keep confessing that to myself, you know, that yeah. even this is going to work out for my good, you know, my relationship with my mom, because we were so close, you know, my parents um, – divorced when I was in the fourth grade. So it was just me, my mom, and my brother. Um, because when my dad divorced my mom, it was, you know, it was a pretty crazy 
situation, didn't see him often. Um, and so my mom really was like my everything, you know. And so, um, yeah, God just God just really made me feel like, yeah, this is this is exactly what you should be doing in this season. You you are going in the right direction. That's awesome. That's that's really, really good. And so, um, what is your relationship with your mother like now? Oh, we're good. I'm actually going to hang out with her after this interview, girl. Oh. <laughs> yeah, See, we... Um, the Lord restored that relationship, and she now... Yeah. She, that's, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, he really did. It. And, and the beautiful thing about it is, you know, now God has used, you know, my steadfastness um, in desiring a closer relationship with him to, you know, stir a desire in my mom's heart for a closer relationship with him. Um, so it's it's been awesome to really kind of see it come full circle and all of the prayers that I prayed for her, you know, yeah. to really just get to know the Lord for herself, um, you know, and really experience the the abundant life you know, that he's promised us to here on earth. Because, um, I mean, she, she believes in the Lord, but she definitely hasn't experienced freedom in Christ. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's been my prayer for her. And so it's been such a blessing to be able to see how God used even that time to stir a desire in her, you know, to experience the same type of relationship with him that I have. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I just, and I just pray that, you know, that you keep on praying for your mom and, like, her full deliverance from, like, religion, but, like, to, like, you yeah. said, have freedom um, in space, like, freedom with Christ Jesus and, like, knowing who he created us to be, the fullness of God. Um, Absolutely. The, the whole entire Bible, so... I love that. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so um, and going forward, I want to just, like, wrap it up with, like, your story and your journey. Um, how has, like, God, like, your relationship with God, like, has changed and you've encountered God in a whole new way? you experienced the freedom in Christ Jesus where you're able to just, like, be who he created you to be, to be Veronica um, without mm-hmm. any restraints. Um, and you have full freedom um, to live the life that he's intended for you to live. What does your life look like now? Um, I know, you know, you share with us a little bit about what you do, but what does your life look like now, and what is your relationship with Christ like um, today to this point going forward? Yeah, um, you know, God is just, God is so, so awesome. Um, Every day I feel like, you know, he just kind of gives me those sweet nudges, um, you know, to draw closer to him. I know that sounds super cliche, but that, that really is how it is for me. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, you know, whether it's a conversation that I'm having with someone or if it's a song that I'm listening to or, you know, if I just kind of feel him stirring in my heart. Um, it's just a constant, a constant nudge, a constant reminder, a constant push that he truly does desire to be intimate with me every day. You know, Mm -hmm. how Paul talks about pray without ceasing. Um, that's kind of the season that I'm in right now, like learning how to do that. Yeah. 
Because when we think about prayer, you know, we think, okay, let me go in my closet and sit here and pray for, you know, 10, 30, 45 minutes to an hour, um, and I can check that off of my list. You know, but what God is what God is teaching me in this season, what it looks like to pray without ceasing, and for me, it just means having Him on my mind um, throughout the day, all day. You know, making decisions with with Him in mind. You know, um, any time that something something happens, small or big, you know, just making sure that I'm giving Him the glory, I'm giving Him the honor. You know, for doing that, for making it happen in my life. You know, um, but really just learning what it looks like to pray without ceasing. Yeah. Um, you know, because <clears throat> my husband and I. We lead a small group at our house every Tuesday night, you know, and one thing that we talked about just a few weeks ago was how crazy it is, you know, that that God sent Jesus to do all that he did, you know, and Jesus had full power, full authority, full ability to put a stop to it yeah. if he wanted to, you know, but he did it for the sake of having a relationship with us. Like he mm-hmm. wanted to be in a relationship with us that badly, so badly, that, you know, he willingly, he was willingly beaten, you know, he willingly died, he willingly went through all that he did, you know, the mockery and spinning on him and all of that. He did Mm -hmm. it willingly so that he could have a relationship with us, you know. And so in this season of my life, just really learning what it looks like to walk in that at all times, you know, not just when I'm sitting down reading the Bible, not just when, you know, I decide, you know, to pray at this time on this day for this long or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but really, really, like I said, just really learning how to pray without ceasing, how to be with God in God at all times. Yeah. Um, Because I think, you know, I think we get to a point where, you know, we we make things so methodical, you know, like yeah. there's a method to how we do what we do and why we do it, and it has to look like this, and if it doesn't look like this, then you're not doing it right, you know, um, just really trying to learn, um, just really trying to learn how, like I said, how to be free in that, you yeah. know, um, if, if I don't pray for 30 minutes, you know, but instead I'm, you know, just kind of having a conversation with him, you know, worshiping him, you know, in in my car on my way to work. Um, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, because God really all that God wants is to be intimate with us. And you can't yeah. you can't be intimate with someone without spending time with that person. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of where I am in my relationship with Christ now, um, trying to unlearn some of the things that have been drilled in, you know, that it has to look a certain way, um, and really just learning how to be free in my relationship with him. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. beautiful. Daily I seek thee. That's the first thing that came to yeah. mind. 
You have to seek him on a daily basis and be intentional mm-hmm. about your seek, uh, whether it is through worship, whether it is through prayer, whether it is through, you know, meditating on the word, um, but right. making sure that you're doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. maybe you only have five minutes that day, but like you said, too, like Paul says to pray without ceasing. You pray go throughout your a whole entire day and continue to pray. Mm-hmm. Stay in connection with the God, like with God yeah. and like let like let the Holy Spirit like move like always walking in the spirit and it's not the easiest thing to do this listen listen let me just say this this Christian life <laughs> this this walk this Christian walk it yeah. is like you said you mentioned earlier pruning that's a real thing like it's not easy um and right. that's why Jesus told us to pick up our cross to carry it daily like you mm-hmm. know how like uh on Easter Sunday our apostle like gave us this image it was amazing because he had the dude, like they had, a, it was like a dramatical act, and the dude was carrying the cross. But the way that he was carrying the cross, imagine Jesus, like, and he's broken mm-hmm. this down to us on so many occasions. But imagine Jesus, he had to carry this big old cross, whether it be, I think it was like 400 pounds, something, I don't know, massive cross. He had to carry up a hill. Like, <laughs> and yeah. like, he literally, like, is God here on this earth? And like you said, he could say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I was just reading last night, and he was praying when Jesus was praying fervently. And he said, um, uh, Father, if you would take this cup from me, however, mm-hmm. um, let your, your will, will be done, mm-hmm. not mine. Not mine. And so he put aside everything, came from heaven onto earth, like to basically like be less than his divine being for us to pursue us, to pursue, like you said, relationship with us because of God's love and carry this cross all the yeah. way up the hill and never said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. He never gave in. He never gave up. And then um, mm-hmm. our apostle broke it down um, on when he was on the cross and he said, he said, when he was talking to the two other dudes that were um, that were um, next to him on the crosses as well, and they're having the conversation, he said, in the conversation, Jesus said, he said, if I wanted to, I would do this. If I wanted to. That means he had yeah. a choice just like we have choices. If he wanted to, then he would have done that. But because he didn't want to, he did not want to because he loves us that much like that. He didn't want to, like, just, like, give it all in and, like, stop the suffering and the pain and everything. Like, it was for a purpose. And I just think that that's just so amazing and incredible. And if I, like, I try my best to, like, like even, like, in songs of worship, like, I always have worship music playing in my house, like, always. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on, like, even while I'm sleeping awake, even when I'm not here, because, like, I just want God to dwell here. Um, so that right. way when I'm coming back from being out in the world, like, I, I know that this is, like, my safe place. This is, like, my fortress. Like, I can be here with the right. Lord. And no matter what, you know, I'm up against, like, I know, like, God is with me. And so, like, that's my daily seat. But I just think about those things, like, just, like, the small, like, moments of, like, how long it even took him to get to, like, be hanging on the cross. Like, it's just powerful. It's just, like, kind of, like, reminds me of, like, there's no excuse for me not to intentionally spend time with the Lord after all he's done for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So. Yeah. 
That's my not my that's my two cents. But I thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just like how can you not? You know what I'm saying? Like reverence and yeah. like after all of that, you know, like right. it's just it's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. So yeah. I think he he really he you know he he really took on so much you know even you think about the moment where um the weight of the world literally was put on him you know yeah. when he cried out um i can't say it in the right language but you know basically my god my god why have you forsaken me mm-hmm. you know it was in that moment when jesus took on all of our sin you know and allowed himself to be separated from the father for one moment yeah. you know so that we would never have to be yeah you know um and that that like you said how can you not <laughs> yeah you know how can you not reverence him how can you not want to know more about him how can you not want to live in the freedom that he died for yeah 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 and that's a beautiful beautiful thing um, and I mean, I, I guess I understand why, because if you don't know, you don't know. Um, yeah. but when you do know, when that's why I'm kind know. of like, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no excuses. That's the whole me accountable, you guys. It yeah. helped me to be obedient <laughs> to the Lord. Um, Amen. that's powerful. Okay. I'm like, stay focused. I'm a little <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's just so good. That's all. He is. He's just so he good. Is. Yes. He is. All right. Whew. Okay. So <laughs> let's keep going. Can you share with us your favorite scripture? Absolutely. Um, my favorite scripture is Luke one forty five. Um, mm-hmm. It says, "Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill His promises to her." Um, that that scripture holds a very near and dear place to my heart um it has really um brought me through many different things you know because the lord like i said you know the lord shows you glimpsing pieces um of of who you're going to be what he's doing in your life you know what he's calling you to even things that you know he desires to do for you and sometimes it takes a little faith you know, because things don't always look like what he says they're going to be like, okay. you know. And so that, that scripture has really um, held me in a place of, in a place of faith. When I had, when I had a crisis of belief, you know, am I going to choose what the world is saying my reality is or am I going to choose what God has shown me my reality is. Mm. Um, I've held on to that scripture. Blessed is she who believes that there will be a fulfillment of what God has spoken to her. Because he's faithful, right? Yes, he He's is. faithful. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he's spoken something to us, he is sure to fulfill it. You know, the Bible even says he watches over his word to perform it. You know, yes. God is literally always working and waiting um, and wanting to perform his word for us. You yeah. know, but it, it definitely takes some belief on our end. Um, even, you know, how me and my husband got together, it, it, was, it was faith. It took straight up 
faith, <laughs> you know, um, for me, um, even down to, you know, job opportunities and open doors, um, even now to the things that, you know, that God is putting on my heart to do. Um, it has taken faith to see them come into fruition. And mm. so that that scripture is definitely my favorite scripture. Um like I said, it has it has helped me through. <laughs> that is for sure. That's awesome. Is that where you got your blog name from? Yes, it is. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I got it from that scripture um, because it 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 has defined so much of my journey. You know, really yeah. believing that God is faithful and trusting. You know, trusting His character, trusting and knowing that he is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. Amen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That is awesome. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Do what you do. <laughs> well, only you do. <laughs> awesome. Yes. All right. So if you could share with us what it is that you do daily to let your light shine. Um, so as I said, I, I am a fifth and sixth grade teacher. Um, at my school, I also work with um, the campus ministry department. I'm one of the campus ministry leaders. So with Aww. that, I get to work with middle school through high school students. Um, I put together middle school chapels. Um, I help with the high school chapels. Um, <clears throat> but really, my what, what I enjoy most about my job is what I do in the classroom um, every day. You know, those kids, they come to school with carrying so much. So many of them um, go through, you know, a lot. They deal with a lot. They carry a lot. Mm. Many of them have to be adults, you know, at the age of 10. And um, my job, what I really believe God has charged me to do um, is to really show his love and his light and kind of help them forget about all of that, you know, for the 45 minutes that I have them in my class um, or even, you know, my my room, it's funny. I tell my husband all the time because he calls me throughout the day, you know, and he's like, man, you always got kids in your room. And, and I like it that way, you know. I want – I pray over my room. I pray over my desks. And, you know, I really yeah. want – for those kids, whether you're a high school student, you're a middle school student, when you walk into my room, you know, you encounter the love of Christ. You know, you encounter the freedom of Christ. You know, you get to forget for however long that you're sitting in there. Excuse me. You get Mm -hmm. to forget for however long you're sitting in there, you know, about all of your worries, all of your troubles, um, you know, whether you just made a bad grade on your test or you just got a detention, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter how big or how small, um, you know, but I feel like I have been charged to be the um, hands and feet of Jesus and, you know, to really just express that love to them. Because you would be surprised, you know, I, I do work at a um, a private school, so I am blessed with the ability to incorporate God into all that I do. Um, I teach science, and so I really love allowing, you know, their minds to really be blown by the sovereignty, the creativity, um, the, you know, 
how, just how much God pays close attention to detail when it comes to the way our world works. Um, wow. I love being able to expose my kids to that. Um, but, you know, you'd be surprised working at a, at a private school just how many adults um, do not take advantage of that and yeah. even have not experienced that for themselves. Yeah. You know, like it, it absolutely breaks my heart because I'm like, man, do you know, do you realize the kind of opportunity that we have here and, and we're not taking advantage of it? I don't understand, you know. Yeah. And so I'm making my job to make sure that it's happening. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't rely on anybody else. You know, I feel like if, if anybody, if anybody is, is or isn't going to do it, I know for sure that I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's definitely um, how I shine my light daily. Um, I'm also, um, I'm also, like I said, I, I, I write. I kind of took a break from writing for a little bit. My husband and I, I'm over small groups at my church. Um, so all the yeah. small group stuff that happens, you know, it all goes through me. I set up every, like, and it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. We lead a small group. We go to a small group, um, but our our small group we meet weekly, and man, has it been powerful! You know, really just seeing how God is truly transforming all of us. You know, changing all of us in the time that we've been able to spend together and to spend with Him. Um, it has been such a blessing. Um, you know, just really kind of allowing our home to be a place where transformation happens. Um, So that's definitely been, um, you know, kind of where where my focus has been in this season. Um, Of course, teaching my kids and then our small group. That's awesome. I love that. That's powerful. Awesome. So if you can name three things that you would tell your younger self. Man, um, I definitely would would tell my younger self, you know, to just be patient, <laughs> you know, be patient. Things will come when they come. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I, I've had to learn because I've, I've struggled with it is not being so focused on what's next that I miss what's now. Mm. Um you know, because we, we get into a place where we're constantly looking for the next thing, you know, and we're constantly trying to work on the next thing and work for the next thing, you know. But there's so much that God is doing right now that I feel like we we try and because we're rushing, because we're focused on, you know, what's over there, we totally miss what's right here. And so mm. I would tell my younger self to just slow down, slow down, enjoy the moment, enjoy the process. It will get here when it gets here. You know, don't be so focused on your next thing, your next move, you know, your next phase, your next season that you miss out on what God is doing right now. So that would be number one. Um, The second thing I would tell my younger self is, you know, girl, you got it going on. All right. (laughs) I really struggled with, I dealt with insecurities growing up. I mean, what girl doesn't? 
You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but I, I was extremely insecure growing up. And um, so I definitely would encourage my younger self and just, you know, let her know that she is beautiful. You know, she carries the glory of God and, you know, that that's not just something that people say. When people tell you you're beautiful, you know, they're not just saying it to be nice. It's because you really and truly are beautiful. Everything yeah. about you, you know, even the things that you don't like, the things that you wish you could change, um, you truly are beautiful. You were created in the image of Christ, um, you know, yeah. and there's there's nothing more that you could add to it. Um, to make that, you know, more beautiful. Um, and then the yeah. third thing I would tell, the third thing I would tell um, my younger self is, you know, to just to trust God because he, he yeah. knows, he knows what he is doing. Um, a lot of my journey, as I stated before, a lot of my journey has been God showing me something and then me having to wait on it. And mm. I wasn't so good with that in the beginning, um, you know, because, of course, it's hard. It's hard when, you know, God has shown you something and it doesn't look like anything like what's in front of you, you know. And um, sometimes I made things harder on myself because of decisions that I made because mm. I was, you know, hasty trying to make, you know, doing hasty decisions. Um so that that definitely was something that I had to learn. And so I would tell my younger self to just trust God. You know, God, like I said, God knows exactly what he's doing. And there's no reason, um, there's no reason you need to try and play God's role and make things happen. Um, because it, we always mess it up, you know. I've always, I've always um, looked at the story of Abraham and Sarah, you know, even down to uh, Rebecca and um, I believe it was Rebecca and Jacob, you know. With Abraham and Sarah, God told them that they would have a child. Sarah laughed, you know, and um, didn't really believe. And so she manipulated her promise. She manipulated her promise and tried mm -hmm. to do whatever she could to make sure that that child came about, and she ended up messing the whole thing up, mm. you know. Same thing with Rebecca, Rebecca and Jacob. When Rebecca was, was pregnant, an angel spoke to her and told her that she had two nations, you know, two nations at war within her, within her womb, you know, yeah. and the younger the younger. I can't remember how it was worded, but basically the angel prophesied and told her that the younger would be, you know, ruler over the older. Yeah. And instead of allowing it to happen, however God wanted it to happen, she manipulated it, you mm. know. And because of that, she wasn't able to, to see her son grow up and become who he was going to become, you know. And it wasn't Jacob, it was Isaac. It was Isaac and his wife. Yeah. I don't know if that was Rebecca, but it was Isaac. Um, you know, she was separated from both of her children because of what she chose to do. And it's like, you know, if we would just let God be God, you know, we can't even imagine how our stories would, would play out. You know, there would be so much less strife and hurt and disappointment if we would just let God be God. 
And so I would tell, that's the third thing that I would tell myself is to just trust God. Let God be God and, you know, don't don't try to play God because you can't do it like he do. (laughs) Okay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's so good. So you said to be patient and know you got it going on, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And then to trust the Lord. I love that. Love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I was trying to find the scripture, but I can't seem to find what I was looking for, so I'm going to continue. Um, so that brings me down to, and I guess you kind of touched base on this with your second answer anyways, but we'll talk about it again. <laughs> so I, I am a queen, and I love me some me. Why is it that you love you some you? What makes you extraordinary <laughs> and say, girl, I got it going on? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, for me, you know, it's not anything like, and I really had to come to kind of come to this point because it's, it's not my hair, it's not my eyes, it's not my smile, none of that. It really and truly is, um, and I know it sounds super cliche and super like, girl, that's so churchy, but it really is real, you know, what makes me unique, what makes me beautiful, what makes me know that I have it going on is my freedom in Christ. Because literally, without it, I would be in bondage, you know. Mm. Um, I would be in bondage. I would, um, there's a lot that I would, I would struggle with. There's a lot that I would, um, there's a lot that I would still, you know, deal with. And so because of that freedom, in Christ, um, I'm really able to be who I am and to embrace all that I am. Um, even with the shortcomings that I have now, the things that, you know, I deal with now, the things that I battle now, um, it's because of my freedom in Christ that I'm able to embrace who I am, you know. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, especially when, you yeah. know, you know what he delivered you from, so. Exactly. That's powerful. That's powerful. Awesome. So share with our listeners, name a good book or tool and resource that you'd like to recommend. Can you get my words out? Recommend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I said, I am a big Priscilla Shire fan. Um, she is my mentor in my head. Um, <laughs> we have really good conversations in my head. That kind of sounds crazy, but um, it's, it's, it's true. I feel like. You know, man, we we be we go out and we have coffee and we have conversations, <laughs> but it's really just me reading through her stuff. Yeah. You know, um, one of my favorite one of my favorite um, studies by her is Jonah. She has a, a study that she did on Jonah, and it is awesome. It is yeah. awesome. Um, another one of my favorites from her is, um, her, um, her book, Fervent. Yes. Um, you know, just really breaking down the different areas of our life that we, you know, need to cover and pray for and how to pray for and how to specifically target those areas. That was, that was awesome too. Um, and then another book that I I um, recommend to anyone who either is a wife or desires to be a wife. It's a book called The Excellent Wife by Martha Peace. Um, okay. I actually read it before 
I got married before my husband and I were even together. Um, I read this book, and it rocked my world. Um, growing up, I did not have a good example of what a healthy marriage looked like. My parents, like I said, divorced when I was in the fourth grade. Um, my, on my dad's side, every yeah. one of his sisters and brothers have been in a divorced marriage, at oh, least wow. one, some of them more than one. Um, oh, wow. My mom's, on my mom's side, um, you know, same thing except for her sister, um, but, you know, it hasn't always been good over there either, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so God really had to teach me what it meant to be a godly wife, what it meant to have a healthy marriage, um, what that looked like. And that yeah. book, The Excellent Wife by Martha Peace, showed me just how much I really needed the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, man, God, I'm not going to be able to do this without you. Like, oh. there is so much that needs to happen in me in order for me to effectively be who you are calling me to be as a wife. Yeah. And um, I'm telling you, that book rocked my world. Um, I, I tell anyone, any woman who either is a wife or desires to be a wife, read it. You know, don't put it down when you feel your stuff coming up all up in your chest because it oh. will do that to you. <laughs> it, it will. It will do that to you, but oh, it is God. such a blessing. It is such oh. a blessing. So those, those will be the books that I recommend. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have both of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Good. Oh, it's so funny. I was going to tell you after the call, I was like, I'll share with her that I've been reading it and trying to get my life together because I know he's preparing me. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's been messing with me and just wrecking me in so many ways. And I'm just like, I don't even want to pick it up, like, half the time. Like, I haven't picked it up in two days because it's just been sitting here, and I'm just like, I'm over it right now. (laughs) Because it makes you mad. It makes you mad, doesn't it? It's like, man, God, you mean I got to be all of this and got to do all of that? And, you know, like, Lord. That's a I'm, lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what part of my, I'm still at the beginning because it's just a lot, like this is me, like, and this is wisdom, and it's just like real, um, yeah, it's pulling me there. And it's it's funny because it's God shaping my character, not only as a wife, but as like a yeah, Christian. Yeah, but even as, as a like, woman, yeah. Yeah, like as a woman, like in God, like as like being able to like mm-hmm. go forth and do the things that he's called me to do. So it's yeah. just like literally like right on time with like, and I'm reading like five books at once. So it's just. Girl, I do the same thing. It's crazy because it's just like I feel like God is highlighting the exact same things, and these are like all about. I mean, they're like most of them are like all about Him, but it's just like how the Holy Spirit moves and flows. Like literally, like I'm reading all different books, like not about the same things, and you're highlighting about like me growing spiritually, and like yes. I'm I'm just like feeling stuck here, and I feel the nudge, I feel the pruning, and it is very, very real, and I don't want to pick the books up, but I know what I have mm-hmm. to do, I have to move forward, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, um, I think that's real interesting that you said that, because uh, yes, Lord, I'll read the book too, so... <laughs> And one say. one more book, one more book yes. by Stephen Furtick called Sun Stand Still. It's Ooh. about being audacious in your faith, um, you know, having 
the audacity to ask big and to believe big and, you know, what what that kind of faith looks like. Um, yeah. It is such a good book. I read it in like four days. Oh, wow. It was, that's awesome. yeah, it was, it was great. So that's another book that I would recommend. Awesome. Awesome. And yes, I do have fervent right beside my bed as well with my little prayer book. So yeah, girl, I'm going to have to check that other one out, but I, I took your advice and your wisdom and purchased the book. Yes. Actually, I told you. So funny thing. Um, this book actually, like I bought this book maybe November um, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm sharing this with everybody, but everybody's going to hear it. So I bought this book in November, and I gave it to um, a friend at the time because um, someone's pursuing her um, and courting her, like, you know, because they're, a, like, he potentially wants to marry her. Um, mm-hmm. And so I felt, like, led to give her the book and, like, let her read it first because I had no business reading it. Like, the Lord was dealing with all of mm-hmm. me and my dirtiness. And I'm just like, Lord, you can just have everything. I don't need to be preparing yeah. to be nobody's wife right now, and I don't even know why you want me to buy the book. So then um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, um, like, uh, a situation occurred and I um, – wasn't as close with the girl like as I was before and so I was like kept thinking about well, she got my book and all that stuff like this mm-hmm. and I'm like is she not even going to like my that book is brand new and everything like that and so the Lord laid it on my heart buy it again and I was like why well, gotta buy the yeah. book again so I bought the book right. again and it came a couple weeks ago and I was like all right and so this book came along with some other books and I just started reading, and I was just like, oh, shoot, I guess I really do need to read this, like, right now, because this is important stuff to have, like, today, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so I thank you for that, and actually, it's so funny, because so I bought it from com, and I'll post the link on um on uh the, the show notes on the resources page, so if I can't, like, go and, like, you know, my money is tight or anything like that, but I know the Lord laid on my heart, like, you need to read and you need to, like, get into it. There's no excuse. You go to abooks.com mm-hmm. and you can buy books that are, like, from libraries and stuff like that that are old used books that they don't want mm-hmm. anymore and you get it for oh, dirt wow. cheap. So I bought this book oh, for maybe, wow. like, $5 or it was it was cheap. It was wow. less than $10, I think. Um, but it had an inscription in here, um, and in this lady, like, some lady was writing, I guess, to a future wife. And then all I remember is that I highlighted um, at the bottom part, she said, with, when God, with God is your foundation, nothing will shake you. And so, mm-hmm. and this was written in 2008 in my book. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, Lord, be my foundation, be my solid rock, and do what you got to do and, and keep on working on me, even though I don't really like it. But it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's real. <laughs> It is very real. Yeah. So uh, he moves, and it's it's very interesting. So I'm done talking. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. All good, girl. Yes. All right. Well, I thank you for sharing those books with us. I will make sure that I post them on the show notes because y'all need to get your life together, too. It's not just us, okay? Okay. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be whole, okay? Thank you. Amen. All right. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Um, and wholeness is attainable, by the way. So, mm-hmm. anywho, let's keep going forward. 
So mm-hmm. I like to do this thing called 10 seconds of motivation. I do it with every resetting your journey gets. And so I'm going to give you 10 seconds on the clock that you cannot see, but I can, and you can hear it. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, I just want you to be able to just share whatever, like, the Lord lays on your heart. First thing that comes to mind. And are you ready? I am. All right. In three, two, one. Yeah, so I would just say, you know, wherever you are in your journey, just continue to trust God to be God in your life. Um, He is faithful. He is um, amazing, and he's God. Just trust God to be God. Yes, did I, I make, love did it. Did I need the ten seconds? It was a little over, but it's okay. I let oh, it slide. Man. It's all good. <laughs> it's good. We need to trust in the Lord. Okay, He trust is faithful. God to be God. Yes. Listen, He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Okay. Yeah. He ain't changing. We the ones exactly. that change. We the ones that be living. <laughs> okay, always. So, Veronica, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for just sharing your wisdom and, like, your daily seek with the Lord and just continuing to trust him and allowing him to use you in the mighty ways that he can and he will. Um, I just thank you. And uh, if you could just share with our listeners some contact information, how they can reach you, where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. Instagram at Veronica, I believe. Girl, I, it's so crazy. I can never remember my own Twitter handle. Um, okay. But I believe it is, un, yes, underscore VR Dillard on Twitter. Oh. Underscore VR Dillard. Um, you can always email me at Veronica at Harvest, H-R-V-S-T, media.com. Um, and I, I just look forward to meeting you guys. Awesome. And if you can share with us the Instagram one more time, I think it cut out. Oh, okay. It's Veronica.Dillard. Awesome. All right. So we have Instagram, Twitter, and email, correct? Yes. Awesome. And visit my blog. I haven't posted anything in a couple months because I took a break while we were doing small groups. But visit my blog, me. Fantastic. All right. So thank you once again, Veronica. Um, Ladies, I hope you enjoyed listening to her and everything that she had to offer and share with us in regards to really building a relationship with Jesus Christ um, and experiencing full freedom in him. Um, So, yeah, if you want to learn more about Veronica, go ahead and contact her, any of those ways that she shared with us. Veronica, once again, we thank you for being a guest on our show. Um, Yeah, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate for being here. Awesome. All right. Until next time, Queen. Thank you for listening, Queens. Were you encouraged by today's episode? Are you ready to live? Is it time to press reset on your life? If so, visit aplaceforqueens.net. To find out more about our guests and resources mentioned on the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, you are not alone. On that note, let's end with the jam session. Behind me, everywhere you're with me I know I'm never, never alone So wherever you lead me, God That's where I'm gonna be If you say go If you say go I'm not gonna wait if you say move I won't hesitate When that's all it is that you're taking me to I'm gonna trust in you If you
thousand second chances. And when I get to 999, I get to press reset. I love, I love, it, you, love. I love you, queens.